0: Welcome back to the history of rock. His name is Shim. He's the rock star. His name is Brandon. He's the DJ. Class is in
1: session. Let's get it going.
0: This is a topic that Shim should know a lot about because it comes from Down Under, the land of kangaroos and Rocco's Modern Life and Bluey. There it is.
1: I did there find interesting.
0: Bluey. I did find an interesting fact. I think I'm going to do a video short about it. Uh, that the oldest living dog ever was a dog named Bluey that was a cattle dog from Australia. It lived to be 29 years old.
1: That might be where it came from. That really might be where it came from. From the, For anyone who doesn't know, we're talking about the biggest uh, hit TV show to come out of Australia in 30 years, Bluey. Check it out if you haven't. But. Big Day Out is the festival that I grew up going to. Every year, watching on the main stage, getting at the front and dealing with the (laughs) blistering heat and saying, I will be up there one day until about seven or eight years later I was.
0: Was it Big Day Out where you elbowed, or not elbowed, you need that dude in the head?
1: Nope, that was Grudge Fest. No, that was a smaller local festival. Oh, okay. No, no. I learned my lesson by Big Day Out. So
0: the reason we're talking about Big Day Out is it was 30 years ago, 1993, January 24th through February 1st, the Big Day Out Festival took place in Australia, expanding from its original Sydney venue to include, and I learned this from Shim, Melbourne. Melbourne. Perth, is it Perth? Perth. Uh, Perth?
1: Perth. Perth. Perth's good,
0: yes. It, it uh, honestly, it sounds like a cloudy fart.
1: Perth. No, <laughs> well, when you say Perth, Perth, no, it doesn't work. Perth is closest. Brisbane and Melbourne are the ones. Brisbane. Everyone goes Brisbane and Melbourne. And I if you see. just go bin, for anyone who's wondering bin at the end of Brisbane and Melbourne, and like a trash can, like a bin, bin. Been there, done that. Melbourne, Brisbane. Which there's an R in Melbourne, but apparently you don't say that at all. And Adelaide would be the
0: the other city that it was in. So this festival, it was headlined by Iggy Pop and Sonic Youth. That's
1: the very first. That's, so that's the very first one, right? The no, very first that, so one was... That,
0: was, that was the one where they opened it from a tour. The very first big day out was just a year before. And it was conceptualized when what band
1: announced a tour of Australia? See, I once again, I wanted to cheat and I didn't. And I, had n- I, I, I thought about it. No, nah, I, I got no idea. So what was it? The Violent Femmes. Are you Are you oh my God. I would not have picked that. They had Nirvana, they had Metallica, and the Violent Femmes is what started. Okay, that Violent. makes sense. Why it's a bit more of an alternative festival instead of a heavy rock festival. Yeah. Well,
0: so the promoters they looked to secure another act as kind of mid-level support for the band's tour. Who supported the Violent Femmes?
1: I want to say uh, like uh, the Wallflowers or something really fruity like that, Lily Foovy.
0: No, actually, you just named one of the bands. What? Oh, you're kidding. It wasn't Nirvana. It was Nirvana. Holy shit. You're kidding. Yeah.
1: Violent Femmes with Nirvana on support. Holy cow. I do remember hearing that Nirvana was one of the first bands that kind of, and that was why they started the Big Day Out Festival the following year, right? Because it went so well because of Nirvana and then they went, cool, let's just, yeah. Now let's that's coming together in let's my head. Let's make this a thing. So what national yeah. holiday did the Big Day Out debut? That's easy, Australia Day. hey oh Yeah, yeah. What the that hell is It's the re- because they have, it's the same as Independence Day for you guys. It's really, it's just like, hey, we're, we're like, we say that it's when Columbus, oh, not Columbus, um, our version of Columbus, his name was Captain Cook. He landed and said, hey, we're going to call it Australia and all the stuff that comes with it, like with you guys and Thanksgiving and Independence Day. So, oh, is it, and is uh, it kind we, of
0: like when, uh, like all the, pr- the former prisoners, the inmates that uh, used to be in Australia, is that when they all celebrate too?
1: That's when we freed the slaves. Because isn't yeah.
0: that, isn't that kind of what Australia was? It was just a, it was just a prison. Where they yeah, all the that's criminals. right yeah
1: you read really, that's a whole nother episode mate. that's a whole <laughs> other podcast we're talking about the good times and you want to go straight yeah prison convicts for a century and stolen children we already, in talked, 1994, about, we, oh
0: no, we already talked about good stuff we talked about you know rocco's modern life we
1: talked about uh bluey in 1994 the big day out it was extended to include auckland new zealand and the gold coast and brisbane and was held over a three-week period, and that's when I started to get into it. And I don't know what the first headliner was for the first few years, but I remember what they were in, like, 97 onwards. They were awesome.
0: So in 1997, it was announced the tour would take a year-long hiatus. That year, I believe, was 98 then, Uh, which a lot of people are starting to kind of freak out a little bit because they're like, okay, so if this thing's taken a year-long hiatus, it might not ever come back because it can be Mm -hmm. difficult when you have a show or a festival like this taking a year off can be really detrimental trying to pick it back up. But I do know that it did return in 1999 because back when file sharing was the big thing and whether it was was it like Kazaa or whatever the other file sharing service you might have Napster. used is or Napster. Uh, well, this yeah. would I, I was thinking where, like, post you know, Napster like, yes. where you can even download videos and stuff. And right. I had a lot of the videos from Korn's performance at the at 99 the big, day big Day Out. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I remember, I remember being in a car with someone. I was, I was, okay, now name dropping about myself. Ayo. I was working on. I was working on my first feature film, my first starring role in a feature film. I was 16 and they had it live on the air and they were repeating Korn's Freak on a Leash. It was getting requested so much, the live version from the big day out of Freak on a Leash by Korn. And I remember driving to the set and they were like, cool, you're late. We got to get you on the camera and there's a million people waiting. And I was like, the drop is coming. We have to wait. <laughs> that the, the 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 drop from the bridge, and I was like, we got to wait, we got to turn it up, and I made everyone wait like sixty seconds until the bridge was finished, and then I said, "Cool, I'm ready to go. Let's go fucking shoot a movie." Look at sixteen-year-old so, yeah, it, it was very, yeah, it was very. Everyone was talking about that performance and that band that year as well. So here's a question, trivia for you here: What band? Go was involved in a
0: major controversy in 2001 big day out
1: so easy it's the biscuit
0: it is the biscuit because biscuit. i think we've even yeah. talked about this on yeah. the history of rock before where um it was a 16 year old jessica mikhailik was killed after she was crushed at a 2001 sydney show now of course this was yeah. two years after woodstock 99 and that huge debacle now I've always been a limp Bizkit fan, but God, the more and more I look into these stories about Fred Durst just being a complete dickhead up on stage and not getting it and not understanding the power that it wields when you're on stage, and you need to respect that power. Because yes, when you look,
1: go, ahead. go. I was so, going to say the thing that was more controversial in Australia at the time, and I don't—I'm not saying it was right or wrong, but just so that you're aware. The reason that it became so publicly discussed in Australia was the girl had a, uh, and- no, um, he, he's responsible, Fred Durst is responsible for whatever his part was. But she was loaded with drugs. And when they did the autopsy, they were like, oh, she actually died of a drug overdose that was induced by lack of oxygen and dehydration and all that sort of stuff. So it wasn't just that. And then this huge thing came up where it was like, well, should we be cancelling rock shows? And should bands not be allowed to do their show? Or should we be doing stricter rules on people being allowed to take drugs into festivals? And they kind of did both the following year. They had Powderfinger, which is the most vanilla adult contemporary rock band Australia has ever produced. And they're great, but they're not a headliner for Big Day Out. They headlined the following year and people were pissed because they were like, dude, we need a fucking rock band at the Big Day Out. This is bullshit. And then they they changed the rules uh, for like they had all these um, bag checks and everything like that. They had the the highest rules you could have for stopping people from bringing drugs into the Big Day Out.
0: So, and that's actually going to get us to another story here about drugs and the big day out. But that's not, not here, uh, neither here nor there right now. So, I want to talk about 2007's big day out because I believe there was a little band yeah. called Sick Puppies that performed. That was
1: the, that was the year. That was the year we were invited. The Free Hugs video had happened. We had gone over to do a headline tour and we found out right before we were gonna start the headline tour that we were on the big day out. We'd been able to secure the opening slot, which was funny because that was the slot that I would watch every year. I would be at the front on on the first, stage and be like and there was always a surprise opening act every year they would say like special guest act and one year it was fear factory and another year i think it was the vines or something it was always like hey this band it was always this band just popped like a month before the festival we didn't have time to like announce it so we're gonna call it a surprise band so whoever the really hot band was that had just started to pop they would open the stage and I remember the first time I saw Fear Factory, the Vines, and then we got that slot. And it was like, as I'm remembering, I'm getting tingles right now. I was like, it was a dream come true. Super so smart. that year, who headlined? There was
0: two headliners.
1: Muse and Tool. Hey-oh! It was fucking awesome. <laughs> How am I not
0: going to remember that? I don't, remember that I don't know. Of course I'm going to remember that. No, no, Maybe not. So I do have some other bands of note that there's four bands that I kind of chose as as uh uh, Once, at least, mention that performed there. Can you think of other bands that were there that were no- notable to you? The Killers. There's one. That's the only Killers one. Killers were
1: fantastic. Uh, My Chemical Romance, which is so cool. Um, uh, who the fuck else? There was a couple of Australian bands that you wouldn't have heard of.
0: O-I-ls. Oh, Oils!
1: They didn't play. They no. didn't play. Um, but no, I'm trying to think of who. Well, the ones that we were most excited for was My Chem, mm-hmm. Muse. Uh, Butterfly Effect played. There were Australian. Um Yeah, a few. Uh, and and uh, Tool. Killer, Killers was the surprise. Okay. We were like, Killers is like a pop band. What are they doing on the festival? And they crushed it. They were amazing. Uh, the two other ones that
0: I had of note here are Jet and Violent Femmes.
1: Violent Femmes I could care less about because I was never into that band. But Jet, I remember... Thinking th- that was the moment when I was like, "Oh, they've got like three backing singers and like horn section," and I was like, "Oh, they're pulling a Guns N' Roses, but they're not Guns N' Roses."
0: <laughs> so something else big happened in 2007 at Australia's Big Day Out. Can you name what that was?
1: Something else big? There Some, yeah, no, there was a pretty like...
0: big decision that was made in regards to the Big Day Out 2007. That caused a oh, bit I think of controversy. that's the
1: year. I think that's the year when they started to do two shows in Sydney. So, is that am I correct? No,
0: I'd say I got. Okay, then what outside. was it? What so it? there was a ban on bringing or displaying the Australian flag. The organizers oh, said the decision fuck, was a God, result that. of recent yeah, ethnic tensions in Sydney and complaints that the previous year's festival had been marred by roving packs of aggressive, flag-draped youth.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, I remember since- so this is- this is kind of my understanding of what happened, and for anyone who's watching, please put in the comments section if you can fill in the gaps. Um, at the, um, 2000 Olympics, in the year 2000 Sydney hosted the Olympics, and there was this big controversy about the fact that the aboriginal people had not been recognized and most importantly there had been not enough reconciliation and so midnight oil opened did the opening ceremony and
0: surprised. Oh,
1: yes. yeah they surprised australia and the world by taking off their um one, they had two shirts on so they took off the top shirt right at the end of their uh song i think it was beds are burning which is about uh, how basically we came in and we stole a, an entire generation of aboriginals when we first came in. Same as Americans did with, uh, the Indian- it's, it's pretty close to the same story. Basically, mass fucking genocide. Mm-hmm. And, uh, America has given land and opportunities and all that stuff. Australia had done very little at this point. And there was a huge push. Midnight Oil took off their shirts and they just said, sorry. All of the shirts said sorry. And it became this huge fucking controversy because a lot of people who were Aboriginal rights activists said that's not good enough. And a lot of white people said, well, at least it's a start. And for years afterwards, there was this whole thing of like, well, how much do we need to do? What's enough? What's taking advantage? What-? Fuck. And it became so polarizing. Um, and so there, ever since then, there's been this huge thing of basically Aussies like hardcore patriotic Aussies that you guys have got your American flag or Confederate flag waving, guys. We Mega. don't have a Confederate flag. We just have a Aussie flag. We didn't have a separate flag for a different part of the Civil War or anything like that. So we just have dickheads <laughs> that go around <laughs> with an Aussie flag. We just go around with an Aussie, And they're like, Aussie, 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 and all this sort of stuff. And um, yeah, so there was this huge controversy, and then it made—I'm it wor- pretty sure it made it worse by trying to ban the Australian flag at an Australian celebration festival. It's usually it's big problems. It's usually the way that
0: it usually the way that it works, especially considering the fact it was usually wrapped around Australia Day, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. and it's yeah, it was it was, it was the wrong move. I remember we started to incorporate a lot of Aboriginal. Uh, art and imagery and uh all a lot of aboriginal stuff and that's a good way to do it to incorporate it and celebrate it instead they went the opposite direction and people got fucking it just went backwards
0: <laughs> all right so the I, I put in the notes here shim big day out story time so yeah hoping okay so that i've got the story yeah 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 one. so check it out
1: okay. when we we had a um when <laughs> Okay, so I'll get, I'm gonna give the short version because we're gonna keep it tight, that's what she said. So when we started touring, uh, we didn't have a solid crew. We had crew coming in and coming out like a guitar tech for a month, oh, he's a drug addict. Uh, fucking sound guy for a month, oh, he's he's got an attitude problem. And then there was a guy who was another guitar tech who was effectively bipolar and also had, uh, he just, he, he was, I think he was a gambler and he was always trying to find the, the cheat It cheated the situation. So we had never had these beautiful laminates before. We got given these laminates that were backstage past laminates and it was our first, like it was three months after free hugs had broken. We were just starting to heavily tour. And we had a few of them, but the big day out ones were they were like a work of art and they had these little um, they, they had the little stickers on them that are like on uh, European and Australian money that was like this is not forged if you don't have this little shiny sticker that's got multiple colours and things that you can hold up in the light it was like these are people are trying to counterfeit them. The moment he heard that he counterfeited it. He started going and buying a laminator and copy pressing and building all of these fucking things and he copied it to the point where it was it was indistinguishable from the original except that the little shiny circle in the bottom left-hand corner, it didn't shine quite the same way. And you can yeah. kind of tell if you looked. But if you just flashed it and were like, yeah, right in your face, there it is. Yeah, that's my name. So I, we had these and I actually used them to get a friend of mine backstage because we didn't have enough for a friend, a friend of mine in Melbourne was like, she, she just showed up. And it was like, cool. I'm like, here, I'll I'll give you this one. And and it was like, if it works, it works. If it doesn't, I can't help you. And we gave it to her and it worked. And then it got her backstage. And the guy- who was, who tried to stop her. He saw mine and then he saw hers. I was like, flash it right behind me. Mine's real, yours isn't. And then, so I flashed mine and he's like, yeah. And then she flashed hers right afterwards and he stopped her and he was like, wait a minute. And I said, nah, man, I'm in the band and I'm late and I've got a press thing and she's, the, she's, she's here to interview me. Like we're late, we got to go, man. I just fucking lied, lied my ass off. And he was like, well, um, okay, all right, cool. All right, whatever, whatever. And then he just let us through. And then, but then I told her, I'm like, "You can't leave backstage now. If you have to flash that again, you're not getting like that." Was Damn. close. Well, that dude so, must like, have been
0: on it then. That that security guard. They, they if you were say users. it was that close, and it was, yeah. and he was able to pick up on that. That's that was pretty yeah. solid on his. part. No,
1: they were they were on it, and I just was like, "No, if here's mine, she's with me, and it's real." And I just made sure she didn't show her as a second time. And I was like, "No, it's good." And I just kept talking, and we got through. But no, it's um. But I remember when it happened. I was sweating because I was like, if I get caught, I'm I'm on the bill. They'll throw us off the bill for sure. If they if they see like if they actually pull it aside and they're like, you're going to this much effort to counterfeit it. How many of these have you made? Are you selling them? What the fuck is this? You're off the bill. I seriously jeopardized our entire <laughs> career.
0: <laughs>
1: oh good lord! So that
0: was 2007. So in 2009. 2009- Uh, We have another unfortunate death to talk about. Her 17-year-old Gemma Toms died after taking multiple ecstasy tablets. Now, this is going to relate to what you had said about how they kind of upped the the measure of uh, essentially stopping drugs from getting into venues. So she and a friend had taken one tablet at home before the event. When they got to the entrance, she panicked when she saw the police and just swallowed the other two tablets that she had. And she ended up dying twelve hours later uh, yeah. due to an overdose. And yeah. it's I don't I don't want to make light of the story where she passed away, but it did remind me of a story when I went to a festival with a buddy of mine, and he just had he had some weed. And I get crazy fucking nervous around shit like that. Like, like I can't. Right. Like I would I would I would never be able to be a criminal. Like I can't. Like there's no right. effing way. Like I like i like my hands are getting sweaty, and it's like I'd be the guy. Like I would walk up, and they're like, oh, "I'm gonna patch it down." I'm like I've got drugs. Like, like, I wouldn't be able to hold it in. Like, I would just blurt it out. God, so, you would
1: be the worst wingman. Okay, oh, fuck, so. I'd be
0: terrible. So, uh, my buddy, um, he was he was there, and he it wasn't, a, I mean, it's not a ton of weed, but essentially, you take your wallet and keys and everything else out, and then you walk through, and you hold them up like this. They didn't have metal detectors. It was just right. the, the wand, and um, and they would just kind of give you a quick pat down. And I go, what yeah. are you going to do with it? And he goes, I'm going to put it in my hand. Yeah. And I go, they're going to be right there. Like, they're not going to, he goes, as long as you do it with confidence, they're never going to get, like, they're never going to look twice. And sure as shit, he, and I had to stay back because again, I would have been the guy to be like, he's got drugs. Like, I would have, I would have blown it. So, he gets up there and I'm, and I'm getting super fucking nervous for him because I'm like, dude, because it was a beefy drive to get to this festival. So I'm like, if he gets booted, I might not be able to go in either so yeah. we were sitting there and it was and it, was, Korn. it Korn was the headliner of this fucking festival so I'm like I better yeah. fucking get in here so he goes up and he just holds him like this and the guy does a little one and lets him ride on through and I'm like get the fuck <laughs> out of here and then we got in and he, he reiterated it he goes as long as you do it with confidence they're not gonna look twice
1: yeah yeah, that is kind of crazy, isn't it? That, like, you, you do you do anything with confidence. I've thought about the times that I believed people when they've been like, "Yo, I can make this happen," and then two months later, you're like, "What happened with that thing?" It's like, "Oh yeah, it turns out now it doesn't work." Like that, they <laughs> sound, they sound like they're confident. Like you, you really do believe people. Yeah, you can't help it; it's natural. So, um, and the unfortunate thing about. Honestly, the thing that I find most lucky, especially now being, uh, spending a bit more time back in Sydney and Australia now, the big day out, uh, doesn't happen anymore. It hasn't happened since 2014. They cancelled it. And I think the reason that they cancelled it was one, I think that with the things with the drugs, the things with Australia, the things with, um, cancel culture, it became a little bit too hard to have that much, because it was a very alternative festival. Mm -hmm. It wasn't like, you know, like, uh, Breaking Benjamin, Three Days Grace, Sick Puppies, Seether, like, just middle-of-the-road rock, you know what you're getting, good to go. It was very eclectic. There was hippies, and metalheads, and fucking goths, and, you know, Straight Edge, and all this stuff, and all the bands that they loved. It was very, very eclectic. So, there was always, like, the stories that you're hearing are international because people died, but there was always conflict stories. There was always some racism in there. So, I am just feel honestly very lucky that I got to play it. Especially since it was the festival that I grew up going to, I always that particular day, the day that we played Sydney, was probably one of the best days in my career because I woke up. We played the big day out. We couldn't stay for the whole show, which was a bummer because we had to drive to Canberra, which is the capital, to the to the Australia's capital city, to do the Australia Day live air performance in front mm-hmm. of sixty thousand people. So we played in front of over a hundred thousand people that day, and we'd only just started. We'd only we hadn't even really toured yet. And it was like, and we crushed it, too. We killed Sydney, and we fucking crushed the, the Australia Day performance. So it was a good day. It was a good day.
0: So that's going to wrap it up here for this video on Big Day Out. Again, we haven't had one since 2014. I mean, I, I see it going the way of, like, a lot of those uh, festivals, like even Lollapalooza, because some of the stuff that I would read on it, too, is it was just, it was becoming too expensive to book the acts and the ticket prices yeah. were too pricey. And so people weren't yeah. going. And that was essentially mm-hmm. what happens to a lot of these festivals where it just, yeah. it almost outgrows itself because you need you to, only need to lose money.
1: Two years. If you lose money, two years in a row, you're not doing a third. Yeah. yeah.
0: You're getting have to back out. So that's going to do it for big day out coming up. Future video, uh, we're going to be talking some Johnny Cash here in oh, yeah. uh, about a week or so because it would have been, th- uh, no, sorry, I said 30, 20 years ago. Again, I'm kind of patterning all of this stuff so that it was either 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago. And it just as long as it makes us feel, feel old. Sp- oh, so fucking old. <laughs> it was 20 years ago that Johnny Cash released his version of Hurt.
1: That's shocking. That's really That really hurt the first time you said it, and it hurts Ah, equally now.
0: Yeah, so we're going to have that one coming up here. So again, make sure that you guys are clicking the like button down there, you're subscribing, and then also clicking the bell for when a new video pops up. Or, uh, you know, we're we're playing a lot of Warzone um, on my channel as well, so if you guys can check us out live, you can actually interact directly right there um, in the actual YouTube chat while we're getting pissed off at a video game that, you know, six-year-olds are kicking our ass in. Uh, so, yeah, so check all that stuff out. We'll do all that stuff down below. On that note, his name is Shim. He's a rock star.
1: His name is Brandon. He's DJ Class. He's dismissed.